Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, April 7th. I am Kyle Hilliard. There's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Valorant will probably have set a Twitch viewership record by the time you're listening to this episode. There is a new wrinkle in the mysterious case of Cooking Mama Cookstar. Chrono Trigger's composer is working on a throwback RPG. No Man's Sky has mechs now. And Disco Elysium is currently in development for Switch. Valorant's closed beta has 1.6 million viewers on Twitch right now. Valorant, the upcoming FPS from Riot Games, the creators of League of Legends, went into closed beta today, and its viewership on Twitch, which is one of the few ways to measure the popularity of a game like this, as it is free-to-play and unreleased at this point, has, at the time of this writing at least, 1.6 million viewers, which is kind of insane. The record is currently held by Fortnite, which hit 1.7 million viewers when it did that crazy black hole event that wiped out Fortnite for a little while ahead of the launch of the new season. For a brand new game to nearly break that record is kind of insane. And honestly, by the time you're listening to this episode of the podcast, I bet it will have broken the record because it's only going to be growing from this morning. As some points of comparison, League of Legends and Fortnite Each currently have about 100,000 viewers on Twitch, and Minecraft currently has about 70,000. And those are generally the most popular games being played on Twitch. The game itself is a bit of a cross between Counter-Strike and Overwatch, and its marketing has been kind of strange. Rather than tout its characters or even really its specific gameplay or mechanics, Riot Games has talked almost exclusively about how well the game will run, and how it has taken special care to make sure its servers will be able to handle its player count. It's an odd approach to take, but one that has worked if we're to take these impressive Twitch numbers as a sign of success, which I think we can. It also helps that Riot created arguably one of the most successful games of all time with League of Legends, and this is its first real follow-up. The actual non-beta version of the game has no specific release date, but it should be leaving beta or entering open beta at least at some point this summer. It is currently listed as releasing at some point during quarter two and three on its Wikipedia page, which would be between April and September of this year. Cooking Mama Cookstar was probably pulled offline due to legal reasons. There is a new update related to the continuing mysterious saga of Cooking Mama Cookstar, a game that released both in physical and digital forms, but then unreleased its digital form, and then rumors began to swirl that the game was pulled because it was mining cryptocurrency, which the official Cooking Mama Cookstar Twitter account denied. I am absolutely inclined to believe them. I just think it's weird and frankly funny that that rumor even started to circulate. 
The latest update to the saga, I guess we can call it, comes from Christopher Tuton at Screen Rant, who reportedly spoke with one of the game's developers. According to Tuton's anonymous source, it all stems from a legal dispute. Quoting from Tuton's story, there is a legal battle between the publisher, Planet Entertainment, and the IP holder, Office Create. According to the developer, this is because Planet Entertainment released the game against a request by Office Create to keep polishing the game or perhaps even canceling it. There was clearly a lack of communication between the publisher and the development team, as our source describes this kind of behavior as pretty standard. According to Screen Rant's source, it seems the relationship between the developer and the folks who own Cooking Mama is a difficult one, and the developer wasn't even totally sure when the game was supposed to release outside of a vague March release window. The anonymous developer also addressed the whole cryptocurrency thing, telling Tuton and Screen Rant, The statement about cryptocurrency was all buzzwords. The head of Planet Entertainment knows very little about these things. He just put some fancy language to get potential investors who like that stuff. The source also said that cryptocurrency mining is something that would never make its way through Nintendo and Sony's rigorous testing process that all games must go through before releasing on the platforms. It's always questionable to have a single source for a news story like this, but in terms of what the anonymous developer is saying to Screen Rant, I definitely believe it. A legal dispute surrounding the Cooking Mama intellectual property makes a whole lot more sense than cryptocurrency mining or ripped YouTube music. The ripped YouTube music could still be a factor, but I really think the cryptocurrency thing is just totally out the window at this point. I think it only became a rumor to begin with because it would have been just such a bizarre, dramatic, and frankly fun reason for a game to be pulled offline. Legal disputes are way less interesting. For the developer's sake, I hope the game does see an official, genuine release at some point. And there are Cooking Mama fans out there who I am sure are excited to play a new Cooking Mama on a modern system. So it is a bummer that it's having to jump over all these hurdles to actually be playable. Sea of Stars, from the creators of The Messenger, will have music from Chrono Trigger composer Yasunori Mitsuda. The Messenger was a 2018 Metroid-ish platformer that was good, but also had an interesting twist where half the game had an 8-bit NES look to it, while the other half of the game had a 16-bit SNES look to it. It was very clever, and it was also a big hit. The developer, Sabotage Studio, announced its next project a few weeks ago called Sea of Stars with a Kickstarter, that has already raised more than $450,000 toward its $94,000 goal, and it still has 10 days of funding to go. It's a throwback 16-bit RPG that looks to be inspired by SNES-era RPGs like Chrono Trigger. From the game's description, Sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by the 90s classics. A prequel story set in the Messenger's universe, it tells the story of two children of the Solstice, who will combine the powers of the sun and moon to perform eclipse magic, the only force capable of fighting off the monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. That all sounds great, especially the taking place in the same universe as the Messenger bit. I, I love those kind of narrative overlaps. But today it was announced that famed Chrono Trigger composer Yasunori Mitsuda would be lending some composition to the game. 
The press release for the announcement has a quote from Mitsuda himself. Without knowing exactly why, I want to write music for this game was the feeling I had while seeing it convey the nostalgic golden age of the 90s, said Mitsuda. Although there are still many games being released with this classic style, I don't think players are satisfied with just nostalgia. As seen in their previous game, by adding new systems and ideas to classic formulas, Sabotage Studio breathes fresh new air into their work. There is a trailer for the game that does feature some music from Messenger composer Eric W. Brown, who is also making music for the game alongside Mitsuda. The game's PR confirmed to me that Mitsuda hasn't made any music for the game just yet. I reached out to find out for sure. But I think this track has at least a little bit of Chrono Trigger style to it, which makes me excited to hear what kind of stuff Mitsuda will create. Sea of Stars does not have a release date just yet, but its Kickstarter page estimates a 2022 release window, so we've got some time. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. No Man's Sky is adding mechs. No Man's Sky received another big update today that adds all kinds of little things like making base building easier and adding more optional decals. But it also adds the ExoMech, which is a big old mech that you can use to explore the universe. You can control it in third person or in first person where the cockpit is fully rendered so you can look around and see various readings and all that works with the VR update for the game. So you can be in your mech and look around inside your mech, which is pretty cool. The mech also has a jetpack so it can perform big impressive jumps. It is immune to all planetary hazards and you can collect materials without having to get out, which is nice. No Man's Sky, kind of like Animal Crossing, is not a game for me. It's beautiful, but the random nature of it all just makes every location feel kind of samey and uninteresting. On the day it came out, I streamed it for eight hours at Game Informer, and I have checked in during various updates to see if it would finally click with me, but it never really has. I get frustrated by the inventory management and feel just generally aimless as I explore. Now, With all that being said, I absolutely adore the way Hello Games has supported No Man's Sky. I think the studio was treated unfairly when the game launched as people made a lot of assumptions about what the game was going to be 
and then got mad when their personal expectations were not met. Except for the multiplayer stuff. That part was a legitimate broken promise. But I don't know that there is a better example of a game coming back so strongly from being so initially despised. It's insane how much and how often Hello Games has been updating No Man's Sky. And it's making all of it free. It's kind of mind-blowing. And they deserve all the credit for its turnaround. I don't think I will ever be... A No Man's Sky fan, it's just not my kind of game, but I am constantly impressed by seeing what the game has become post-launch. Disco Elysium is reportedly in development for Switch. Disco Elysium, last year's seemingly out-of-nowhere award-winning role-playing game that is still raking up all kinds of accolades, most recently three BAFTAs, where it took home debut game, narrative, and music awards is in development for Switch. On a recent episode of the BBC Five Lives Game On podcast, Disco Elysium's art director, Alexander Rostov, and narrative lead, Helen Hinpere, appeared, and Rostov said he was currently working on the design document for the Switch version of the game. Rostov joked, this interview is, at this very moment, interrupting me from writing up design documentation for the user interface and input systems for the Switch port. And Hinpere said that the game is going to happen soon. I am very excited about this. I am very curious about Disco Elysium, as I have heard nothing but absolutely stellar things about the game. But in terms of a game like that, which a major part of it is reading a lot of text, I just want to play something like that away from a TV or PC monitor. I would much rather play it on a handheld device. So it almost feels a little closer to reading a book. I don't know exactly when the game will make its way to Switch, and this honestly doesn't really count as an official announcement, but I I do think it's coming, and I am really looking forward to it. Here's what came out today. Below, from Cappy Games, is out today on PlayStation 4. The game was in development for years and was even initially announced as an Xbox One exclusive before it eventually released on Xbox One and PC in 2018. It's a literally and figuratively dark, pretty brutal roguelike about exploring deeper and deeper underground. It's very pretty, very intense, and very brutal. For the PlayStation 4, a new mode is being added called Explore Mode that I am all about. It removes the survival mechanics. You don't have to worry about hunger or thirst. It removes things that will unexpectedly instantly kill you, and campfires are now checkpoints. From the PlayStation blog announcing the game's PlayStation 4 release, it reads, Checkpoints can always be returned to after death, allowing players to continue progressing deeper into the underworld with greatly reduced backtracking. The original version of the game still exists, now called Survival Mode. I really like the way Below looks, and I think it feels good playing it for various previews, but I fully admit to being intimidated by it and not giving the game a genuine shot when it released. This version, though, with Survival Mode, sounds great, and now I think I might give it a shot. It sounds like, initially, the Explore Mode will be exclusive to PlayStation 4. On the developer's website, it says Xbox One and Steam will receive the mode in future updates but it did not dictate when it will be coming. Also out today is Disaster Report 4 Plus Summer Memories for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. The game has been out in Japan for a while, but this is the first time it's out in North America. 
The Disaster Report series is basically a cult series that is all about surviving disasters. In the games, you are a character trapped in an earthquake or a comparable natural disaster, and you have to figure out how to survive. Reading some details about the game on its Wikipedia page, there is apparently a cleanliness meter that affects stress, and the player can use the toilet to increase the main character's cleanliness parameter. So, hey, if that doesn't sell you on the game, I don't know what will. That's it for gaming news today. A week or two ago, I very randomly played the first 15 or so minutes of Panzer Dragoon Orta. It is on Game Pass. It was a small download. I had never played a Panzer Dragoon game, nor had I played any original Xbox games on my Xbox One. So I decided to play it a little. I wanted to see how Xbox games looked on the Xbox One. It was very random. But then a few days later, the Panzer Dragoon remake surprise released on Switch. I tell you all this because last night I similarly, randomly, played the first 20 minutes or so of Dante's Inferno, the 2010 Xbox 360 action game. It's been sitting on my hard drive for years as one of those games I never delete because it's not very big and I have heard it was a pretty solid action game in the vein of God of War and I always wanted to check it out. So any day now I think EA will announce a remaster or a sequel or something. I'm calling it now. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylem Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm playing through Black Mesa now. I, I had to skip Monday's stream due to a, a dental emergency. Everything's fine. I was able to track down a dentist and get everything taken care of, so that's good, but I wasn't able to stream. So on Thursday... We'll see. I think maybe I'll be able to finish Black Mesa. And you can find me on the MinMac Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.